0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 22nd, 2022. April 22nd is my son's birthday. My oldest son, Ricardo Jr., Rico. So if you know my son, Lenny or Rico, or, you know, however you know him, uh, reach out to him and just say happy birthday. I thank God for him. I appreciate him. I love him. We have a granddaughter. Uh, him and his wife have a beautiful a baby. Our first granddaughter, Elena, was born, and we have another granddaughter on the way. All right, so let's get into the Word for this morning. I'm excited about it. I hope that you guys have been enjoying this series. This past Sunday was Resurrection Sunday morning. I am going to, I believe God is going to give me the release to move on to something else on Monday. But for this week, I felt led to just kind of really drive home the importance of the resurrection, and that's what we've been doing. And so I'm going to continue to flow in that same vein today. I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is about to say. Thank you. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Um, I've been teaching all week on what the resurrection of Jesus means to you. This is part five. And the title of today's message is We Are All One in Christ Jesus. I want you to know that we are all one in Christ Jesus. Let's talk about it. So we looked at yesterday, uh, John chapter one, verses 14 and 17. And then we looked at Galatians chapter four, verses one through seven. Today, I want us to go back and look at John 1, 14, 17, but then we're going to look at Galatians chapter four, verses eight through 12. Let's do it. This is what the Bible says. John 1 and 14, the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. Now we have seen his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17 says, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's get to Galatians chapter four. Instead of just reading it all to you, I'll I'll give you some stuff and we'll go through it. So Paul says in Galatians chapter four, before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that did not exist. So Paul is talking about Gentiles. Remember, Paul was called to the Gentiles. And so a Gentile, just to be clear, is somebody that's a non-Jew, a non-Israelite. And so the Jews under the old covenant were the only ones that were really called by God, God's children. And one of the things that Jesus did was to come to open up the aperture so that the favor of God and the grace of God could be available to everyone everywhere, not just Jews. And so Paul here is talking to, Jew, to non-Jews, to Gentiles, and he makes a general statement. He says, well, most of you Gentiles basically worship idols or idol gods within that time, and that was a common thing. He goes on to say, So now that you know God, or should I say that God knows you and saying like you guys used to worship these idols, idol gods, but now you know the true God. And not only do you know the true God, but more importantly, he knows you. Why do you want to go back? He says to becoming slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world. He says, listen, you guys used to live one way and now you know God and God knows you. So, why would you want to go back to living under a lesser way? He calls it the useless spiritual principles of this world. And why would you want to go back to being a slave to that? Now, that's strong language, right? He, he calls it useless, and he, call, and he says, living under that way, you are a slave to it. And then he goes on to explain, it's like, well, well, what does that mean, Paul? What are you talking about? Oh, he makes it clear. He says, you are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months, or seasons, or years. Oh, he's like, oh, okay. Well, so when you were worshiping pagan gods or idol gods, just like the Jews had like rites and rituals and routines, you had that too. And you were trying to earn the favor of God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years or rituals. And by your observance or by your compliance with these procedures and processes, you thought that you were earning the favor of God. And Paul calls that useless. He said, those are useless principles. You can't earn grace. Grace is a gift. All you can do with the gift is receive it. You can't earn it. So Paul goes on to say, I fear for you. Perhaps all my hard work was for nothing. He's like, man, I'm afraid that you guys have lost it. I'm afraid that you guys haven't got the message. I've been trying so hard to preach the gospel of grace, that we are not performance-based, that we are grace-based, and it's almost like you guys are making my labor in vain. Are you not getting it? He says he exposes his frustration. He is frustrated with the fact that he made a tremendous investment in these people. He was preaching and teaching the gospel, the gospel of grace, and somehow someone convinced them to go back to useless principles that were either the observances of idol worship or pagan gods or being coerced, non-Jews being coerced to comply with the law of Moses. So finally, Paul says, okay, listen, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in the freedom from these things, for I have become like you Gentiles free from the law. Paul was baffled. Paul was saying, listen, I'm please, 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 I'm begging you. Can you please live free from the compliance with the law, from the compliance with pagan gods and idol worship? Please, I'm begging you. I want you to be free like I'm living free. I'm living like a Gentile. Paul was raised as a Jew under the law of Moses. He was trained by Gamaliel. He knew he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, he was all of that. And he was like, listen, I was raised as a Jew. I knew the law better than anybody. I studied it for years. I was trained by the best. I was mentored and prepared all under the law. And now I'm free from the law. And so so he's like, how in the world can you guys who were never raised under the law. The law wasn't even written for Gentiles. And here you are, you're a Gentile. The law was never written for you. You were never raised under it. And why would you take it now? After, after coming to, to Jesus, he was like, I just don't understand it. I was raised under the law and I'm free. Woo! I'm free from the law. And I'm begging you, please be free. From, I'm living like a Gentile. And, and what confused him was like, I was raised a Jew and I'm living like a Gentile. But how in the world can you Gentiles be trying to live like Jews when you were never even raised in the law? It's like a big reversal. So what does this mean for you today? Oh, there's a lot in here because of what Jesus did on the cross. And unfortunately, many people today are still trying to live like by a bunch of laws and by, by performance-based religion. And Paul, if Paul were talking to you today, he'll be begging you, please, please don't do that. Listen, I'm begging you, be free. He says, I'm free from that stuff. I need you to be free from that stuff. Guess what? I'm free. You know what it's called? The grace life. All right, you ready? What does this mean for you today? I have nine things to share with you on this Friday morning. Nine things. Let's get to it. Here we go. Number one, before coming to the one true God, many people in Paul's day worship idols. They were idol worshipers, or even today they worship false gods, and they, they didn't have a, a personal or an intimate relationship with the one true God. And this was the condition of the Gentiles in Paul's day. And unfortunately, some people today still kind of have a concept of some distant God, but they don't know God. They don't have a relationship. What they have is rituals or or religion or routine, but they don't have a relationship, an intimate relationship with God. Number two, before Jesus came, the Israelites had a relationship with God. They were known as the children of God, but they were under the law of Moses. And they were pretty much the only ones who knew God. But even then, within the, the Israelites, between, within the 12 tribes of, of, of Jews, even then, very few of them had a real relationship with God because what they knew was, was a distant or, or despondent God, a disconnected God that they worshiped through rites and rituals and routines. And once again, they didn't have a relationship. And unfortunately, many people today, 2022, are like, are like that. They they have religion, but they don't have a relationship. And so they, they, they have some concept of God, but they don't know God. And, and I can tell you that I was raised in church and I was, and I was raised that way. And I got born again at 23, but for 22 years of my life, I was raised in church and I kind of had a concept of God. And I thought I was like, oh, I'm a good person. If I die, I'm going to heaven, I guess, because I'm kind of good. I guess I'm a good person. Um, but no, I didn't know God. And so what I, what I had was religion but I didn't have a relationship. I was under performance-based religion. Number three, after coming to the one true God, right? And having a personal and intimate relationship with him through his son, Jesus, Paul warned us. He was like, okay, wait a minute. Now that you know God, the father, through his son, Jesus, and now that the Holy Spirit is poured into you, why in the world would you try to go back to the law? He says like you have God on the inside of you and you have the Holy Spirit so why would you try to go back to an external set of rules you you are going back it's like Paul was frustrated he was like guys the writer of Hebrews calls the new covenant a better covenant based upon better promises so if we're under a better covenant and and it's based upon better promises why would you want to go back to a lesser covenant like that confused Paul And that confuses me too, even today, honestly. I I don't understand. Like you and I, real talk, real talk. I don't understand why people are so caught up, people that are not Jews are so caught up with wanting to comply with a law that was never written for you in the first place. Well, I was raised that way and I guess a lot of people were as well and they just don't have an understanding. Number four, the Gentile believers in Galatia, these were Gentiles who were never raised under the law They were never raised under the law of Moses uh, because they were not descendants of Abraham. They got born again. And once they got born again by God's spirit, then many Jewish Christians or Jewish converts to Christianity started telling those Gentile converts, hey, you got to live under the law. And they were like, what? It was like, hey, for example, they would say, I'll just use some names on here. Let's say Joe. Joe is watching. Joe Key and Anthony Merriweather, right? So let's say Joe uh, was raised as a Jew and Anthony was not. And so so Joe comes to Anthony, now both are born again, right? Joe was raised as a Jew, Anthony was not. Both are born again. So Joe comes to Anthony and says, hey man, um, yeah, you're part of the church and everything, but to be part of the men's ministry, (laughs) you, you need to get circumcised. And Anthony says, what? What is that? He was like, well, on the eighth day, all of us that was raised, you know, as Jews, we were circumcised on the eighth day. And Anthony says, well, dude, I'm 50 years old. He was like, yeah, but still you need to be circumcised to be right with God and to be part of the men's ministry. And then Anthony goes, oh, okay. You must be crazy, dude. I mean, like, no, no anesthesia. No, 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 no. Just like sharpen up a rock. And oh, heck no. And so, but, but let's say these people were doing this. And this is why it frustrated. This is why it frustrated Paul. Paul was like, are you kidding me? Are you letting that happen? You're over here telling people that they need to go do this so they could be part of the ministry or part of that. No, what is wrong with y'all? He was like, if you do that, you're trying to do performance. Like you're trying to earn. It's like, what is wrong with y'all people? This was never even written for you in the first place. He was like, why are you trying to earn something that you cannot earn when Jesus earned it for you? You were not. Paul was like, I was raised a Jew. I was raised a Jew and I was circumcised. And guess what? Now in Christ Jesus, Galatians 5, circumcision or not circumcision doesn't mean anything. The only thing that matters now is faith and faith works by love. He was like, why in the world? He says, he was confused and I'm confused today. He was like, why are you, watch this, Paul was confused at how non-Jews were tricked into embracing a law when number one, the writer of Hebrews says that the law was already outdated. And number two, it was never written for them in the first place. And so it was never written for them in in the first place and it's already outdated and obsolete. So he was upset. He was like, why are you guys, why are the the Joe kind of guys trying to put rules on the Anthony kind of guys when at the end of the day, none of that stuff matters? You're born again. All that matters now is faith, faith in, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. All that matters now is believing what God believes about you and and walking by faith and grace. And and, and it's not performance based. And it's not like you have to earn it or deserve it. You can't. Jesus earned it for you. And so number five, if anyone knew the law, it was Paul. Paul knew the law. If anyone knew the law, it was Paul. He descended from the Pharisees. That's Acts 23 and 6. And he studied under Gamaliel, like like I told you. So, So if Paul was raised in the most strictest strict environments, right? And he was like, whew, I'm glad that I'm free from all of that. And he's begging people, please, I'm free. I'm finally free from all of the rules. Why in the world would you take on the rules? He's explaining to them, if I'm free from the bondage of the law, why would you, who have never been under the law in the first place, it was never even written for you, you're not a Jew. Why would you be trying to take, I don't understand it. Paul was frustrated back then. And honestly, sometimes I get frustrated today, and it's because people just don't understand like the Bible. That's why I take time. I take my time. I try. Sometimes I get excited and all that, but I try to take my time to explain this stuff to you. It's really not rocket science, but, but a lot of times, sometimes people just haven't really explained the, the progression of what happened before the law, Old Covenant, what was going on with Adam. He, had, he, had the, he didn't have the law. What was going on with Abraham? He didn't have the law. What was going on with Noah? He didn't have the law. And then later, it wasn't until Moses that the law came. And then Jesus fulfilled the law. Now we're no longer under the law. It's like people, anyway, I try to take my time. I hope you're enjoying this. All right, number six, let me keep going. Chances are, if you're watching me right now, chances are high that you're probably not a Jew, that you were not born as an Israelite, right? That you're a non Jewish believer, you're a Gentile. And that being the case, Paul says to the Gentiles, well, he said to the Gentiles in Galatia, he's basically saying to you, if Paul, who was raised under the law, accepted the freedom from the law, then why in the world would you, who had never, you were never born into that law anyway, why would you take something that wasn't even ever written for you? Think about that for a minute. I was in that boat. Like, I mean, but here's the thing. I wasn't, I wasn't born a Jew, but I was raised to comply with the rules. That's So I was taught to live that way. So many, when you think about it from that perspective, like my descendants are not Jews, but I was raised to live that way. I was raised to attempt to live by a set of rules that basically, if now that I understand the Bible, I was actually, look how crazy this is. I was raised to live by a set of rules that expired before I was born. The writer of Hebrew says it's outdated and it's obsolete. So I was raised to live by a set of rules that expired before I was born, and nobody ever taught me better. And so now that I know better, I have to teach it. I have to let people know that we are free from the bondage of the law. And Jesus, that's what this past Sunday was all about, by the way. Because before Jesus, we were under the law. But then Jesus came to deliver us from all of that. You got it? Number seven. Paul was a Jew, and he was living like a Gentile, free from the law. And he was was very upset because Gentiles were trying to live like Jews under the law. And it didn't make sense then, and it it doesn't make sense today. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 28, the Bible says, Paul said, now in Christ, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Greek, a slave or free, male or female, we are all one in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we're free from the bondage of the law. You're, you're not supposed to live performance-based anymore. You're supposed to live grace-based. It doesn't matter. If you were a Jew, you said, well, hold on, Rick, I, I, I am an Israelite. I, I am a Jew. I was Okay. Even you, it doesn't matter. Even for you, it doesn't matter. Because even for you now, you're no longer under that. If you receive Jesus, if you're born again and you receive the Holy Spirit, you're no longer under the law. And then for the people like me that were never under the law in the first place, don't try to take it. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you are Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter. Male or female, doesn't matter. born Black or white, Hispanic or Asian, doesn't matter. Rich or poor, doesn't matter. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And now the only thing that matters is faith. And faith works by love, not by performance. It's the grace of God. You got it? Number eight, today it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or not. It doesn't matter what your background is, the color of your skin, your gender, none of that. We are all one in Christ Jesus. And if we are all one, then we should not attempt to take on a law that is one, obsolete and outdated, and two, was never written for us in the first place. So because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we, you and I, can embrace the grace of God, right? So God is not looking for you to earn it or to deserve it. God is looking for you to believe, which leads me to my last and final point for today about believing and about the grace life. The law was given by Moses. We read that earlier, John 1 and 17. Under that covenant, people had to attempt to perform. And it was designed to show man that we couldn't perform, that we're not good enough and that we needed a savior. Well, that savior came, his name is Jesus. So Now, under the new covenant, the covenant of grace that Jesus ushered us into, our job is simply to believe what God believes about us. The life of faith, look at me, the life of faith is not about our performance or us attempting to convince God to give us our desires. The life of faith is about you and I being settled in what Jesus did for us. We must learn how to rest in God's finished work. And once we do, instead of trying to convince God, oh, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, we are then in a position to allow God to convince us. And what faith is what happens, not when you try to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. Faith is what happens when you get fully persuaded of what God put in your heart. And then now when you're fully persuaded of what God called me to do, and I was like, oh, snap. Before, I thought faith was, God, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. No, 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 no. Now I'm dying to self. I'm dying to sin. I'm dying to selfish desires. I learned how to rest in God's finished work. I learned how to spend time with the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit will speak to me about the things that he planned for me to do from the foundations of the world. And now it's not about me trying to convince God. It's actually God convincing me. And now that I'm fully persuaded of who I am, and I'm fully persuaded of what God has called me to do, I can go look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Now I am fully persuaded. Now God convinced me. So now my life is not about me or selfish desires. My life is about him and what he called me to do from the foundations of the world. And then I have to have the faith to be crazy enough to try it, to attempt it at the risk of looking foolish. Even if it means I might look foolish. Even if I have to say it, God wants me to say it out loud. And I, he wants me to take in public. And God, what if it doesn't happen? Oh my God. But even at the risk of looking foolish, I'm going to say it anyway. And I'm living by faith because I'm fully persuaded. I'm not trying to convince God, God convinced me. And so now my feet are bound to the path that God established for me from the foundations of the world. Now my life is all about him. And now my life is, hey God, I'm here, I'm down for whatever, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. I'll say whatever you want me to say when when I get there. I I don't know, it's all about you, it's not about me. And so if you want me to do it, I'll do it. And I don't know how I'm gonna do it because I don't have the money, I don't have the education, I don't have the background, I don't have the experience. But if you say I can do it, I can do it. I'll do it by the grace of God. That's the grace life. And it's not about rules or performance. Oh, let me do this right. Let me do that right. No, no, that's not the life. The life is, okay, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. I'm, my heart is open. And whatever you want, whatever you destined, whatever you call me to do, my heart is open. And as I believe it, I, I'm going to believe what you believe about me. I'm going to receive what you already released from me. I'm going to walk in what you already planned for me. My life is all about you. My life is not about me. Now, now it's going to be an amazing life. It's going to be better than I ever imagined because God is a better planner than me. And so, so now my life is all about whatever God has called me to do. And I can do it by the grace of God. Say amen to that. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Yeah, Barbara, we got to take God public sometimes. Sometimes he will say, open up your mouth and say it before I do it. Anybody can say it after it's already done but sometimes you got to say it before you do it. All right, here we go. Say this. Father, I thank you for teaching me to accept the message of your amazing grace. I accept it. I embrace your grace. Jesus was the only human to ever comply with the law. Jesus was perfect. I am not, but Jesus was perfect for me. I could not fulfill the law, but Jesus fulfilled the law for me. After Jesus died and was buried and rose from the dead, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost and the New Testament church was established. I was born again by your spirit and I'm under a new covenant. It's a covenant of grace. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law. I am now free to live my life led by your spirit with your grace in order to do whatever you call me to do. My job is to believe what you believe about me. I'm not trying to convince you. You convince me. I am fully persuaded that what you have promised you will perform in my life before i die this is how i can boldly declare greater is coming for me i declare this by faith in jesus name amen this is today's word so please apply it and prosper listen do me a favor before before we close i have a, a special announcement something that the lord put on my heart so don't leave yet and then we're going to close this out so um i've been praying about this and isabella and i have so much that we want to share. And a lot of times, th- this is stuff that we don't want to talk about on social media or that other people don't feel comfortable asking us questions on social media. And a lot of times we get people that reach out to us and say, hey, can you provide us mentorship? Or, you know, uh, I would like for you to mentor me or whatever, and that kind of thing. So this is what we're going to do. Um, we This is live now. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And what we did was the Lord put it on our heart to Isabella and I are going to start putting out content. There's a welcome video on that website, patreon.com slash rakepina. You can check it out. But now we're going to put out content about business, nonprofits, marriage, relationships, how we live, how to pray, all that stuff, how to hear the voice of God. And, and people can ask, there'll be a private Discord server where people can ask us questions in private and we can respond. And you will know that we have a Grace Life community that's just for us. And, and you know that any comments that you put place there are not going to show up on social media. And so... Uh, I am excited about this opportunity. This is us, uh, having a, a forum to be able to share things on another level that we don't really often, you know, share on social media. So for those of you that want this, if you want mentorship or guidance, or you want to take, uh, what we're sharing on to another level, and it'll be Isabella and I both sharing, then please go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina and, uh, and check that out. And I believe there's three levels of connecting with us whatever level you feel comfortable with, connect. And then once you get in that environment, you're going to see that we're putting out content that we believe is going to be a blessing to you. So listen, on this Friday morning, I want you to get ready to walk into the weekend knowing that God loves you, that that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, and he wants you to embrace it. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I'd like to read those comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. God bless you.